0: but they certainly need close friendships um, with each other. And that's where they talk about them most often. This video kind of speaks to the, uh, to the prevalent sociological view of uh, male psychology. Courtesy of Saturday Night Live. Pete Davidson, who's sadly not on there anymore. Many men say they have no close friendships. And three in four report receiving all their emotional support from their wife or girlfriend, often the moment they come home from work. (laughs) Hi, how are you? I miss you. Am I balding? Dune? Okay, cool. Hi, honey. Vin Diesel has a twin brother. (sighs) Oh, honey. (laughs) When I walk in, or my husband sort of rockets information at me for 25 minutes straight on a football team there's 11 players but with rugby there's 15 and all the words come out fast and in the wrong order because he hasn't spoken to anyone else that way i need you to go out of the house and make a friend so you talk to other people about this stuff and not just me that's insane where would i even go finally there's a place <laughs> Park. It's like a dog park, but for guys in relationships, so they can make friends and have an outlet besides their girlfriends and wives. Rise and grind? Rise and grind. <laughs> Rise and grind, brother! <laughs> they're networking. Oh, they're doing so good. Which one's yours? He's a little shy. <laughs> Aww. Go say hi. It's nice. <laughs> masculinity makes intimacy so hard. You <laughs> Marvel? Marvel. 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 We know not all men get along, so there's separate parks for large breeds. Bats. Raven. Bats. Raven. Bats, and small breeds. Rick. Morty. Rick. Morty. Rick. Morty. Rick. Morty. There's room for all their favorite male bonding activities. Cause I'm Mr. Brightside. And an IPA and really connect real talk who's the goat michael jordan tom brady how about bo burnham will you be my best man We're not even engaged yet I'm so glad he has someone else to talk to hey hey did you know vin diesel has a twin brother what yeah amazing <laughs> why is that what they're talking about men are taught that it's weak to rely on each other so i guess in that way and don't quote me on this. It's harder to be a man. Wait, no, is this filming? Don't show my face saying that. Man, ladies get in free. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, any reaction? Yeah. Um, maybe surprisingly, you know, it's, a, it's Saturday Night Live, but maybe surprisingly, it's very rich and full of things to talk about. Um, in, in terms of male psychology, female psychology and, and how we can get along. And I really appreciate you, uh, you know, mentioning uh, a son. Uh, there's a whole, whole other lecture, a whole, a whole branch of this that would have to do with um, how do you raise sons and what is the connection between a father and a son, a mother and a son. Um, I noticed the same thing in my my one child, my eight-year-old boy, who's a little bit Asperger's-y. Um, and, and so he's very into structure and function of things. And he memorized all the organ systems of the body and world geography and the capitals of every country that I don't know. Um, and he's really into that way of thinking. And... I think both the, the fact that the video is a humor video, humor contains some element of truth, mm-hmm. always some kernel of truth that is uncomfortable for us to openly discuss. That's humor, right? So there's some uncomfortable truth in that video. And the way it joins with your story uh, of your family, I think, is that it's pointing at there being instincts that that what the females in the video and the males in the video don't understand about each other's language and really preferences, uh, consumer preferences even, you know, what do they like buying, learning, um, owning, it's speaking to a difference in instincts. Now, uh, what this means is um, we have some biologically rooted differences. In, that will ripple into our worldviews and our, com, our consumer spending and the way our growth occurs as people. But those differences simultaneously are what make males and females in any venue, from a marriage to a company to a business partnership, it's what makes them great partners. They're, in fact, if you think of evolutionary history, we were partners through evolutionary history to keep the species alive purely because of those instinctual differences. We would not be here as a species if not for that. And you can even talk about yet another growth area in psychology over the next 20, 25 years, which is romance, Uh, a technology of romance will be emerging um, as a, a new field like matchmaking, like a science of matchmaking. And there, there can be no, if, if we're talking about males and females pair bonding, specifically, there could be no pair bonding between the two if there were not differences instinctually. It's those instinctual differences that actually attract those two sexes to each other mm-hmm. or attract any two people to each other so uh, so thank you for that i yeah, I think what you uh, what i'm interpreting that you told us about your family and that I noticed in my own family as well is that the boy likes that data that the that the man is spouting as soon as he gets home because of the instinctual preference for for hard data. I think there are also um I, I think there's a, a third set of instincts, at least as large, that I like calling survival instincts. They would be exactly the same for males. And, well, I shouldn't say exactly the same. It would have similar utility for both males and females, regardless of their sexuality, such as loud noise makes you jump, uh, wild animal is chasing you, so you run or, or you freeze. Uh, fight-or-flight instinct. You know, these are instincts too, but they're not necessarily heavily uh, sex-determined, right? So we have those shared. It's like a joining point uh, for all of humanity are those survival instincts. So before the break, I I would like you to um, have in mind two models that you already know that help us filter filter kind of everything we learn or absorb so that we can be fair to both females and males. And so that we can be fair, since you're talking about diversity, we can be fair to every variation of humanity because of, I think, two models. So let me screen share one more time before break. Approaches, females versus males. Prevailing mode of therapy for females, generally speaking, is exploring feelings about a problem. The prevailing mode of therapy for males is successful in assisting men and fixing their problems with agency. And also, by the way, autonomy, agency and autonomy is important for them. This is an interesting little uh, you know, uh, footnote in the sense that if, if somebody was coming to you for help and said, Help me, however, don't boss me around and don't be superior to me in a hierarchy, you might be tempted to think, Ooh, what a narcissistic person that they're, you know, demanding to not be educated by me. But really, it's the instinct in them, it's a, it's a masculine instinct. That they they need to really go fix themselves. So by you providing them with tools, which then you send them out into the world to use the tools, then they actually will benefit from your help, and and they'll grow uh, by having agency over their own behavior and and um, improvement.